What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is your host, Howard Blend, and welcome to Howard's Blend. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Distanced Empty, a new psychological experience from writer, director, actor, producer, Stefan Mohammedy. The trailer will be released on March 15th, 2020. I'll put the information in the details of the show. In this episode of Howard's Blend, the chances that the child will have type 1 diabetes is higher than if one parent has type 1 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes is believed to be caused by our immune system attacking the cells in the pancreas and attacking our cells. Hey folks, this is an addendum to the introduction to this episode. So my plan originally was to create three parts. Part one would be what is diabetes, part two, potential factors, risk factors for diabetes, and then part three is treatment. However, for part two, there was a ton of information, involves a lot of editing. So in order to keep some consistency with the release of episodes, I'm releasing part two into two parts. So I'm name this one. Part 2, Act 1, and then subsequently I'll release Part 2, Act 2. Now, one thing I did not mention in the original recording of this episode is that the information provided here is based on research that I conducted. I am in no way providing professional advice. Welcome to Part 2 of the three-part series on diabetes. Now, in part one, we basically went over what is diabetes. So we went over type 1 diabetes, type 2 diabetes, and gestational diabetes, describing what they are. Now, in this episode, we're going to go over the risks and potential causes of type 1 diabetes, type 2 diabetes, and gestational diabetes. So the way the episode is structured is we go over the risk and potential causes of type 1, then type 2, you get the point. We go over them one by one. Now, before we start the episode, I do want to mention that the research for this show, it involves some sciency nomenclature that I did my best to try to break down into terms that people who are not scientific or who do not do research on a a regular basis or for their job would be able to understand. So if you're not able to understand it, as always, please reach out to me with questions, but I think I did a good job at breaking it down. So let's get started. So as mentioned in part one, type one diabetes seems to be caused by a autoimmune disorder where our immune system attacks the beta cells, the B cells in the pancreas, destroying them And over time, it gets to the point where diabetes develops because with the shrinking number of beta cells, there's not enough beta cells to produce enough insulin to take care of the glucose in the bloodstream. So we're first going to look at genetic factors that could cause type 1 diabetes. So more than 20 regions of the human genome have been recognized as potential factors that contribute 
to the development of type 1 diabetes. So what's a genome region? That's where DNA and RNA transcribe and translate to make proteins. That's where it occurs. Now, I touched on translation and transcription in the episode on steroids. I think it was called steroids, the uh, the eight-letter word. But I'll summarize it quickly for you here, but you know, go listen to that episode because it, it goes into the this process as well. So transcription is when a strand of DNA is copied into a new strand of messenger RNA. So I think I used the example in the episode of like a um, a secretary, you know, they're writing down notes, they're transcribing. So strand of DNA gets copied into a strand of messenger RNA, mRNA. And translation is basically when new proteins are created and or synthesized after the process of transcription occurs, after the copying of that DNA to mRNA. Now, out of those more than 20 that could be potential factors that contribute to type 1 diabetes, there are two that have strong evidence that they could lead to the development or contribute, I should say, to the development of type 1 diabetes. So a couple of sciency uh, terms here. One of them is the human leukocyte antigen in the insulin gene region. Now, I'm going to define both of those for you here. So the human leukocyte antigen is on the sixth chromosome. It basically regulates our immune system. That's its job. And then obviously the insulin gene region is where the gene that codes for proteins to make insulin. And it's on chromosome 11. Now, when I mentioned the chromosome numbers, remember in humans, there are 23 pairs of chromosomes. So 46 total. The last one, 23, the last pair, I should say, determines what sex you are, male or female. So, you know, if you have XX for women and XY for men. Now, with regards to the HLA region and why it's listed as one of the two regions that show strong evidence for developing type 1 diabetes. Now, that region is known for polymorphism. So, what's a polymorphism? That's where multiple forms of one gene exist in an individual or you know, a group of individuals. So, it's basically like a mutation. Um, now, I do want to stress that no specific, or at least in the resource I uh, read, no specific mutation polymorphism is directly linked to causing type 1 diabetes. These are just what uh, is believed to be the case, you know, based on studies and research. So our next factor is going to be family history. Pretty obvious this next statement, if both your parents have type 1 diabetes, then the chances that the child will have type 1 diabetes is higher than if one parent has type 1 diabetes. Now, it has been noticed through research that if the father has type 1 diabetes, then the risk of that child developing type 1 diabetes is a little bit higher than if the mother has type 1 diabetes. 
Now into the next factor for type 1 diabetes, and that is environmental. Now in episode 1, it was mentioned that uh, viral infections can be a potential cause of type 1 diabetes. Now, uh, I'm going to list some here, and that is German measles, which is rubella, Coxsackie virus, and mumps. Uh, Coxsackie virus is one of the viruses that can lead to um, hand, foot, and mouth disease. And usually that affects kids, but it can affect adults as well. And that's where you get sores on your mouth, your hands, and your feet, but it can also affect your legs. Extremely contagious. Now, you know, taking out the part where it may cause uh, type 1 diabetes, uh, it doesn't cause any damage. It just goes away after a time. Uh, now, the two most common enteroviruses are echovirus and Coxsackie virus, the one we just listed before. Now, enterovirus as well can cause polio. So now we're going to go on to race and ethnicity. So in the United States, Caucasians are more susceptible, uh, more susceptible to uh, developing type 1 diabetes. Now, strangely enough, that the the cases of type 1 diabetes are the highest in what's called the temperate region. So it's kind of like between the tropics and the polar region. So it's where temperate is kind of moderate what it means. So it doesn't get really, really, really too hot or really, really, really too cold. And they average roughly 30 to 35 cases of type 1 diabetes per 100,000 children per year. Now, as you get more towards the equator, and I'm going to reference this again uh, when I get to the nutritional factors, as you get closer to the equator, the, the number of cases of type 1 diabetes goes down. So, related to what I just talked about with race and ethnicity is geography, and I, I guess I just could have, should have combined these in my notes, but moving forward. Um, so, people living in northern climates are at a higher risk for developing type 1 diabetes. So I guess the more north you go in this temperate zone of the climate on earth, then the higher propensity to getting type 1 diabetes. And again, I'm going to reference this I'm going to reference this when I get to nutrition. So some autoimmune diseases could contribute to type 1 diabetes since it's believed that Type 1 diabetes is caused by an autoimmune disorder, but that's uh, Graves' disease, multiple sclerosis, and pernicious anemia could also be factors. So giving a description of these uh, three diseases, Graves' disease is a disorder of the immune system that causes the thyroid, which is in like your, your throat, to produce too much uh, thyroid hormone. So it's hyperthyroidism. Uh, when I was younger, I had hypothyroidism, where it's not producing enough uh, thyroid hormones. So when they, you know, the doctor would check your blood, or I should say when the doctor checked my blood, my TSH is way up. That's the thyroid stimulating hormone. That's your body trying to, I guess, give a jump start to the thyroid to get it to produce more thyroid hormone. So multiple sclerosis is when the immune system attacks nerves in your body and it basically 
uh, eats away, I believe it's pronounced myelin sheath that goes around the nerves. So it basically, it disrupts the communication between your brain and your body. You know, it affects a person's motor capabilities, so they have it hard to move. It can uh, cause vision loss or impaired vision. You know, it can even affect a person's ability to eat because it takes nerves to transmit the signals to be able to swallow or breathing. And, uh, you know, multiple sclerosis, people can have really serious symptoms and they you can die from it. And, but some people, they develop it and they go most of their lives without developing serious symptoms or uh, they kind of go off and on or no symptoms at all or very few symptoms, I should say. And pernicious anemia is where your body doesn't produce enough red blood cells in order to um, take it in enough uh, vitamin B12. All right, so now we get to the nutrition part. So vitamin D could help to, I guess, draw back um, the body's uh, immune system, specifically the helper T cells and T cell response. So T cells are basically uh, the cells part of the immune system. And the helper T cells facilitate like the release of antibodies and also assist in the destruction of infected cells, like cells infected with viruses. So the way that I took this when I read it and trying to comprehend it is you don't want the immune system to go out of control or I guess hyperactive because as I've said multiple times here, Type 1 diabetes is believed to be caused by our immune system attacking the cells of the pancreas and attacking our cells. So you don't want a hyperactive immune system. And it's kind of off the topic here, but uh, I remember I used to listen to um, uh, Dr. Dean Adele. Some of you may know this, but he had a radio show. He was also on TV, and I just enjoyed listening to his radio show because it really had good information. And I remember he would answer like listeners' questions and such. And I think somebody asked him about, you know, immune supporting supplements, like, you know, boost your immune system, you know, boost your immunity. He would say, well, you know, there are diseases like Graves' disease, we talked about like multiple sclerosis that are caused by, you know, a immune system out of control. So he would always say like, well, do you really want to take supplements and stuff that could make your immune system stronger? You know, there's a point at which like the immune system may get too strong and then it turns on ourselves. Hence these diseases. Now, obviously I have no evidence to prove that it's true. I'm just saying that, that that's what I think of when I read that statement. It's like, well, yeah, you, you don't want your immune system getting hyperactive. Now, there is skepticism on whether supplementing with vitamin D can be a preventive measure for type 1 diabetes. Conflict exists in studies uh, showing vitamin D levels in the mother during pregnancy and then in the child throughout their childhood, uh, whether that reduces the chances of developing type 1 diabetes. Now, with all that said, you know, vitamin D is vital. And we need it. So the benefits outweigh the risks, you know, any potential risks. So be sure you get your vitamin D. Now, one way to get that is by exposure to the sun. 
So this is me talking off the cuff here. This is not including the research. I'm just putting two and two together, reading it. So earlier when I mentioned geography, they said the more north you go, the more chances of type 1 diabetes is seen. So I'm I'm wondering, just thing off the top of my head, does that have something to do with not getting as much exposure to the sun as you would as you get closer to the equator where the number of cases of type 1 diabetes drops? So again, I have no scientific evidence to back that. That's just me thinking, you know, as I'm reading through the research. Now, interestingly enough, of the human microbiome might be related to the onset and development of type 1 diabetes. Now, the human microbiome is basically the aggregator, you know, the sum of all the microbiota, you know, bacteria, etc., that live on and in human tissues. And, you know, I've, I've heard it before where, uh, what is it like if you're, uh, if you could take a picture of like just the bacteria and all the, the little critters that exist on the surface of your skin, it, you know, I don't know all the things, but it's like, you know, it's, it outlines your whole body. Basically, bacteria is all on us and inside of us. To me, that makes sense because, you know, the bacteria, especially in your, in your intestines, and that helps uh, with regards to digestion. So I can see where it could affect uh, you know, fat metabolism, uh, glucose metabolism, and you know, it also affects immunity as well when, uh, you know, especially if you have like an overgrowth of bacteria or you have viruses that affects immunity as well. That virus, that is part of the microbiota. So the resource that I was reading to get this information, it was stating that children with islet autoimmunity, so that basically means their uh, immune system is attacking um, the cells, the beta cells that produce uh, insulin, uh, that those children have been reported to have lower diversity of microbiota. Uh, I guess it doesn't really state, but I'm, I'm guessing it's on and in the body. So that's just something to point out that could be a potential factor. Again, as I stated before, there's nothing concrete here. This is all just what is believed to be uh, potential factors for type 1 diabetes. That's it for this episode. Catch you all later. I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of Howard's Blend. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and subscribe. And conversely, if you don't enjoy the show, then give a horrible review, give a low rating, and don't subscribe. If Apple Podcasts isn't your thing, the show is also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Now, at the time of this recording, this is March 9th, 2020, so I'm due to compete well, not really compete, try to survive uh, the Spartan Super in San Antonio, Texas. Actually, I think it's northwest of San Antonio, Texas, this Saturday, March 14th, 2020. I've been checking at this moment. Again, this is March 9th. At this time, uh, it's still on, you know, with all the issues with coronavirus and everything going around. So it's still on. You know, I'm set to go down there. And again, I'm taking my digital recorder, I'm taking a camera, uh, digital recorder to interview some people, 
a digital camera to record myself doing the obstacles so I can make a complete fool of myself as I fall on my face, which I more than likely will do on some obstacles, but that's part of it. So keep a watch for that on my social media, which is going to be in the description of the show. I'll put some of that stuff up and I'll put any um, question and answer sessions that I have with people there, you know, picking their brains while they're doing the race, etc. I'll make that into uh, episodes that I put on the podcast and I'll put those on social media as well. Now, another favor that I do ask is that if you are enjoying the show and you're finding value in it is to please tell a friend from Apple Podcasts. That's where you're listening from. You can actually share it. I don't know if on the other platforms you can share it, but Apple Podcasts, you can actually share the episode is like a text to somebody else. So share the love because that helps grow the show. And as always, if you have any questions, if you want to dispute what I said in this episode, you know, hey, please, good or bad, let me know. You can hit me up on my social media, which again is in the description, or shoot me an email at howard at howardsblend.com. Again, howard at howardsblend.com. Now with that said, thanks again for listening and go eat your vegetables. 